Life Audio. There is an epidemic in our country that is destroying lives, destroying families, destroying futures, and yet for so many is still unknown. This epidemic I have talked about even in recent months. We've spent a lot of time addressing this issue on this show, but today I want to talk about not only the problem, but the solution. There is a resource that we have provided And I want to spend a few minutes talking about that. The epidemic that I am discussing today is the epidemic of veteran and military suicide, something, again, we've addressed on this show. But the statistics surrounding this topic, this issue, this, again, what I would call an epidemic, are so mind-boggling, so hard for us to get a hold of, and yet for many it's something that is unknown. And we at the Mighty Oaks Foundation, my full-time job, my job outside of this podcast, have been dealing with this for a number of years, addressing this head-on. But we have a new resource coming out that I want to talk about because as bad as this issue is, there are solutions. In fact, as bad as this issue is for so many that are struggling through it personally, that have loved ones that are struggling through it, perhaps for those in the church world that are trying to help others who are dealing with it, there is hope. And I want to help with that today. There is a new book that we have put out entitled, Not the Solution, Winning the Battle Against Suicide. I want to talk about that. And we'll begin that discussion in just a moment. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. 
Hello and welcome to the March or Die show today. Again, very glad to have you joining me and uh, looking forward to sharing today's episode with you. I believe this is an episode that will either touch you personally or can be a resource that you're able to use for others in your life. There are so many struggling with this issue of suicide. Many thinking about suicide, having attempted suicide. This is a major, major issue. We're going to talk about this today. And I I don't want this to be an informative episode, just a lot of information coming your way. I want this to be a hope-filled episode. That is the goal of not only this episode, but also the resource that we have put together. And I want to make sure that you have all of that. Before we jump into that, though, I want to remind you, uh, for this show, if you have not yet subscribed, please do that. Please subscribe to the March or Die show. You can do that on your favorite podcast platform, whatever that happens to be. Go ahead and subscribe there. That would be fantastic. You can also go to jeremystalnicker.com, jeremystalnicker.com. And uh, you'll find more content there. Uh, my blog is there. Uh, links out to my social contacts are all there. Uh, bio, everything. It's all right there. You can also sign up for my newsletter, and I would encourage you to do that. But uh, looking forward to connecting with you there and thankful for those opportunities to connect. And I hope that you will take advantage of those. So go ahead and subscribe. Go to jeremystalnicker.com. That would be fantastic. We have, uh, in recent days uh, even here on this show, talked about the issue of veteran suicide. This is an issue that is very important to me. It should be important to all of us, but uh, we all have things going on. We all have things that we're dealing with. But in my world, this is an issue that is front and center. Through my work with the Mighty Oaks Foundation, and uh, again, if you guys are regular listeners to this show, you've heard me talk about Mighty Oaks. Mighty Oaks, we work with veterans, we work with active duty service members, we work with first responders and the spouses of those, many of whom are dealing with trauma, trauma related to their service in the military or their service in the community, Uh, some who are dealing with trauma from some other event in their life. There is childhood trauma, and so many many of the folks that we talk to are dealing with childhood trauma that they then bring into their work life as adults, and that just blows up uh, everything else that they're dealing with. When you deal with traumatic events on the battlefield or in the community as a first responder, as difficult as that can be, if you're already bringing trauma from your childhood into that, uh, it can make it so much worse and so uh, much more difficult to deal with. And we know that many folks who deal with that don't do it well. That's why the Mighty Oaks Foundation, that's why Mighty Oaks exists. Uh, That's why through our programs, and you can find those at mightyoaksprograms.org, through our programs, we cover the cost of travel. We cover the cost of the program. We do everything that we can to get men or women to attend one of our week-long programs so that we can help them walk through the traumas, the trials, the difficulties, the obstacles, the challenges of life, in a way that brings them back on the other side better. (laughs) We wouldn't wish that anyone would have to go through difficulty, but we know that you can come through those and grow through those and that there is hope. And if we'll align our lives to the lives God has created us to live, we can move forward in a positive way. That's what we do through our programs. By virtue of that, over the years, we have helped many, many folks who have struggled with this issue of suicide. Suicidal ideation, that is talking about suicide. Uh, There are those who think about suicide and never talk about it. Eventually, if they think about it long enough, though, they're going to talk about it. They may even act on that. Uh, Beyond just suicide, the taking of a life, there is self-harm, hurting ourselves as a way to cope with the trauma and the difficulties of our past. 
But so many folks decide, come to the conclusion that suicide is the only solution to the problems that they're facing. Maybe it's the solution for them personally. Perhaps it's the solution for their families, their loved ones that are also struggling through the issues that the trauma in the life of this individual has brought about. They come to that conclusion. And what we are here to declare, and again, I've tried to declare this over and over on this show and in other venues. If you followed along at the end of last year, we did our 22 for 22 campaign trying to raise awareness around this issue But what we want to declare is that suicide is not the solution. You may feel that it is in your mind right now, in the mind of a person who's struggling. It may very well seem like the most rational solution to what is being dealt with. Uh, I've, over the years, I've changed some of my thoughts and my views on uh, those who go through this process of thinking about suicide and, and even those who have attempted or taken their lives. Growing up, there was this idea that taking your life was a cowardly way out or it was a way to escape or to run away from your problems. I think that can be the case sometimes, certainly. But I think for most people, it really is in an emotional state, a mental state that would bring you to that place. It does seem like the most rational thing that can be done. Pushing away everything, pushing aside everything else in life, the conclusion is reached that I am the problem. That the difficulties, the frictions, the challenges, the fighting, the stress in my family, it all comes back to me. If I was gone, then the stressor would be gone. My loved ones would be happier without me. The other issues that I have in my life, the struggles with substances, which is often what's used to deal with trauma, or these different uh, ways of coping with the struggles that I'm having and the challenges that I'm having and the feelings that I'm feeling. If I were out of the equation, then everything would be better. And so in that mental state, that overwhelmed and hopeless state, the most rational thing to do is to say, I will remove myself and everything else will be better. And again, our purpose is to really declare as loudly and clearly as possible that that is not the solution, that there is hope beyond what you are thinking and what you are feeling and what you are experiencing, that many other folks have walked this road that you're currently on, and they've come to the other side full of hope and purpose, once again, understanding their identity and the reason for being and the path forward. And yet we know That for many, many, many folks, they can't see beyond what they're dealing with right now. We're told um, the official word, (laughs) and official doesn't always equal truthful, but the official word is from the DOD, the Department of Defense and the Veterans Administration, that between 20 and 22 veterans every single day take their lives. Between 20 and 22 veterans, those who have served in the military but are no longer serving, take their lives. Uh, That on the active duty side, um, four and a half, that's the number given approximately, four and a half active duty service members every day take their lives. We don't exactly know the numbers in the first responder community because of reporting and the way reporting is done within those communities, but it is believed by experts, those who study this, many folks even anecdotally that have looked at the data that they have available to them, 
that in the first responder community, the numbers are uh, very, very similar to what's happening in the veteran and active duty service member community. Let's just stipulate, if we can, for just a second, that those numbers are accurate. Between 20 and 22 veterans every single day ending their lives. What that means practically is that every hour of every day, every hour of every day in the United States, a man or woman who has served our country in uniform, they raised their right hand at some point in their lives and swore to defend the Constitution, to defend our nation, to defend the freedoms that we enjoy. Who are those that raised their right hand and swore to do what they needed to do to protect us at home? Every hour of every day, one of those folks is ending their life. That in itself is astonishing. Those numbers are so difficult to put into context. Here's a different way of looking at this. In the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, isolated, just to the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan over the 20 years of the wars, uh, the time that we were involved in those wars, just over 7,000 service members were killed in the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. A terrible number. Just over 7,000 were killed. What we have been told, however, is that of those that served in Iraq and Afghanistan, more than 30,000 have come home, left the military, and eventually taken their lives. 7,000 killed in theater. Maybe that was in active combat. Maybe it was some kind of an accident. Whatever the case, in Iraq and Afghanistan, more than 7,000 killed doing their job, the job they were sent there to do. But more than 30,000 then came home and decided they couldn't go on anymore. That the solution to the problems they were dealing with was to simply end their lives. Try to get your head around that. Far more have been killed by their own hand coming home than were ever killed in combat. Recent research and, and some good research has been done, and uh, we have the, the benefit, if you will, of time. But recent research by America's Warrior Partnership, and they organized a research study done with a few different uh, colleges, um, Duke University, other colleges involved in that. They put the number of veteran suicides at more than 40 a day. In fact, they say it's 44 probably a day. They came to that conclusion when they looked at how reporting is done. They looked at the number of states that don't report at all. The, the number of incidents that are not reported as suicides, vehicle accidents, often drug overdoses, other things that would be used to end a life on purpose. If the reporting were clean and clear, if every state reported, the number of veteran suicides would probably be reported to us at over 40 a day because the real number is probably much closer to 40 a day. I mean, think about that. That takes our earlier um, analogy or conversation of one uh, every hour, one every hour of every day, that puts it to almost two every hour of every day, taking their life. Whatever the number, one is too many, but we look at the, uh, the, the epidemic proportions of this when we consider the real numbers. What we don't often consider is the generational impact of these numbers. 
when a person takes their life, they're not the only ones being impacted. In fact, if you talk to families of those who have uh, taken their lives, committed suicide, those families will so often say something like this, they took their pain and they transferred it to us. Moms and dads, husbands and, wi- husbands and wives, the children who have lost parents, they'll talk about how the rest of their life has this, this shadow over it because of this decision that was made by a loved one. Again, statistically, we're told that a child who has a parent who's taken their life is three times more likely to also, at some point in the future, end their life by suicide. What they see modeled in their parent is that when life seems to spin out of control, when hope is lost, that the obvious solution is to take oneself out of the equation. We're told that those who have served in Iraq and Afghanistan are 22% more likely to commit suicide than the general population. And yet we also know that outside of the military world, in our country, in American culture, this is a major issue. 2023, 50,000 plus, it was more than 50,000, but just over 50,000 Americans, this is outside of the military, just over 50,000 Americans ended their lives, took their lives by their own hand, committed suicide. This is a major, major issue. Often this begins with experiencing trauma or difficulty. That trauma and or difficulty, and again, I don't want to diminish what people go through. People struggle with some horrible, horrible traumas in their lives. But that trauma, if unaddressed, can lead to frustration. That frustration often leads to anger. That anger leads to hopelessness, and that hopelessness leads to isolation. And when one is isolated, these conversations, these ideations, these decisions that we would never make in the light or surrounded by other people seem in those moments of isolation and despair to be rational. But again, (laughs) I'm here to tell you, and we have produced a resource that I'm going to talk about in just a second, that declares as loudly as possible that there is hope. I want to talk about that in just a moment. Welcome back, and uh, again, I really do appreciate you joining this conversation. This is so important. I have folks ask me sometimes, why should I care? Now, no one would say it exactly like that. That's how I interpret it when I hear people ask, uh, why is this something I should be concerned about, or why is this something I should get involved in? What I hear is, why should I care? Um, And I know what they mean by that. No one is saying, I don't care about veterans ending their lives. What they uh, ask is, what they're asking is, why should I personally, who haven't struggled with this, who haven't served in the military, who don't know others who have, why is this something that I should care about? There are a lot of answers to that. (laughs) But I think the major answer, the big answer is this. We send young men and women off to war. We allow them to endure the traumas and the horrors, really, of uh, combat and war. Again, many of them carrying difficulties and issues and traumas into their experience. 
We send them off to do this on our behalf to defend our freedom. Freedoms like uh, that of going to church, worshiping as we please. Uh, Spending time with our families, uh, most often in the United States, not fearing what the government is going to do to us or how the government will limit our freedom. I know we struggle in some of those areas, but we're still the most free nation on the planet because of men and women, historically, who have been willing to stand up and do on our behalf what we need them to do, but aren't always capable or willing to do ourselves. We send young men and women off to stand in our place, not only so that we can enjoy our freedom and enjoy the opportunities to worship God as we see fit and to enjoy our families, but to pursue our own uh, purposes. That Freedom that is declared in the Declaration of Independence, uh, that pursuit of happiness, the sovereign right that we have given to us by God, the ability to pursue that, not to be happy, but to pursue that, is a God-given right that we are only able to pursue because of men and women who are able and willing to stand in the way of those who would take that right away from us. You should care because you're an American, and you should care because when one decides to take their own life, they're doing that as a consequence so often of standing up for us. The next question I get asked sometimes is, what can I do if I'm not the one struggling? That is a valid question and a very important question, and that's why in this resource we have not only spoken directly to the person who's struggling, we have a section dedicated directly to family members and friends who have others that they know that are struggling, and to church leaders who have folks in their congregations and in their churches that are struggling. The resource that I've been talking about is entitled, Not the Solution, Winning the Battle Against Suicide. Not the Solution, Winning the Battle Against Suicide. It is a small book. If you've seen our Path to Resiliency on Spiritual Resiliency, our uh, Truth About PTSD on Post Traumatic Stress, similar size, uh, very simple, very straightforward, very to the point. Uh, There are a lot of great books and other resources on this topic, but this one gets right at it right away. We want to talk about the issue, move quickly into the solution. We understand that so often the reason we're failing in addressing this is because we're going after the wrong target. We need to go after the right target, the right enemy, if you will. And often, though, what we're trying to do is just prevent suicide. It's important to prevent suicide. But we need to go after the heart of this thing. We need to understand that so often it is a lack of purpose and a lack of identity that leads to this decision to take one's life. And that's what this resource does. That's what this book does. It talks about purpose. It talks about identity. It talks about how our hope is found in understanding who God is and the plan he has for our life. This does not diminish pain. It does not diminish trauma. It does not diminish any of the reasons that people would get to the place where they would make this decision, but it confronts those reasons. It confronts those issues. It confronts those questions with the truth that whatever you may be feeling, whatever you may be thinking, suicide is not the solution. You can win the battle against suicide. I want everyone to have this resource. 
again, I want this to be a helpful and hopeful conversation, and it can be, because we have seen thousands of folks who feel like that is the solution. Men and women who come to one of our programs and say on the first day, if this thing doesn't work, then at the end of the week, I'm going to end my life. We've had that happen over and over and over again. We've taken the process that's outlined in this little book, and we've walked people to a point of from hopelessness to hope, purposelessness to purpose, a lack of identity to a clear identity, getting folks back on the road, moving forward in a positive way. And that is what is available for anyone who's struggling. And we want everyone to have this resource. And so to that end, uh, I would invite anyone who's interested to go to notthesolution.com, not thesolution.com on notthesolution.com. You can download a free copy for yourself. You can download a copy and have that uh, sent over to someone else. You can buy, if you'd like to, hard copies. And uh, we have a lot of these hard copies that we can just hand out and give out. That's an easy way for us to do that. Uh, This is not a money-making venture for us. This is an opportunity to give a good resource out. But there is the digital copy, notthesolution.com, that I would like for you to have. And uh, we want to put that in your hands. Again, this is such an important issue. I'm talking about this today because today is the day, as this podcast is released, as this episode is released, today is the day that uh, this resource is released. And we want to make sure that everyone has access to this. It absolutely breaks my heart, as it should yours and everyone else's who's involved in this or who thinks about this, who's made aware of this, breaks my heart that so many come to the place of absolute hopelessness where they believe there is no other option and it's not true. Now, they believe it's true. I'm not diminishing that. They feel like it's true. I'm not diminishing that. But it's not true. The truth is there is a path forward. There is hope. If you're the one struggling, there's hope for you. Don't give up. Get the resource. Go to the website. Let us help you. If you have a family member or a friend who's struggling, there's help and there's hope. We outline some steps that you can take in this booklet, Not the Solution. NotTheSolution.com. Get yourself a copy. If you are in a pastoral ministry situation, you're in a ministry situation, you say, I've got folks in my church who are struggling. I don't know what to do or how to help them. Get the book. Get the resource. There is a place there for you as well. And we want to make sure that you have access to this. People have asked me, do you actually believe that you can end veteran suicide? Do you believe that? And my honest answer is, I do not believe that we will end veteran suicide. I don't believe it. And there are a lot of reasons I don't believe it. Sin, brokenness, the world, (laughs) history. We're not going to end it. But I do believe that thoughts of suicide, thoughts and even actions of self-harm, do not need to be left in the black void of hopelessness I believe that maybe we don't have the opportunity or the ability to end veteran suicide, but I believe that if every person got a hold of the truths in this book and the truths that we've been teaching at Mighty Oaks for a long, long time, that we could get very, very close. (laughs) Because I believe there is hope, and I believe there is purpose. I believe there is truth. But we need those who are struggling and those who are helping those who are struggling to get to a place where they'll confront what feels real 
with what is true. Please, I know this is a different type of episode today, but please share this content out with others and please go to the website notthesolution.com, notthesolution.com to get your free copy today. I appreciate you all. Please share this content out. Get it out to as many folks as possible. And we look forward to what is possible as we work together. Thank you. I look forward to talking to you next time. Many of our veterans feel they need to fight their battles alone. This self-isolation has led to the staggering statistic of more than 20 veterans taking their lives every day. The mission of Mighty Oaks is to eradicate the veteran suicide epidemic and help our warriors change their legacies. We've been able to help over 4,000 veterans and first responders by equipping them with the tools they need to live the lives they were created to live. Our faith-based, peer-to-peer approach has one of the highest success rates of any program available today, offering hope and understanding to those who need it most. By aligning their lives to biblical principles, these men and women are able to lead their families, their communities, and our nation. It's your generosity that can make a difference in the lives of the men and women who have fought for our country and our freedoms. Now that they're home, don't let them fight alone. Learn more at MightyOaksPrograms.org. Hi, I'm Beckett Cook, host of The Beckett Cook Show. I lived as a gay man in Hollywood for many, many years until I had a radical encounter with Jesus 13 years ago. Since then, I've gotten my master's degree in seminary and published a book called A Change of Affection. On my podcast, The Beckett Cook Show, I sit down with fascinating Christian scholars and thinkers to address the lies of the culture and bring the biblical truth to bear on those lies. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for The Becca Cook Show on your favorite podcasting platform.